0: Praise God. Uh, Thank you so much,
1: Maureen.
0: And uh, good morning, everybody. I hope I am clear. Um, I hope that the network will stay clear. But please, Maureen, let me know if if you can't hear me. Let us uh, continue in prayer. Lord, our Father, I want to thank you so much. Thank you that you choose to use the week. Lord, I bless your name for noonday and evening to seek your face and to worship you and to praise an offering of praise. And Lord, I bless your name. I exalt you. I give you glory and to thank you for this opportunity, Lord, that we have as a cathedral, that we can meet and talk to you and hear from you. Lord, thank you for all the things that you've been teaching us. Open your
1: word, Lord, I
0: ask that your Holy Spirit will be the one who speaks. I pray that I will reduce as you increase. I pray for each one of my brothers and sisters here that, Lord, you will... I have a word for each one of us that we will hear something new that you want us that you want us to hear. Lord, it can become a routine for us to sit and listen and we go away and we read our Bibles and we go away and most of the things we have heard about them. And so it becomes a routine. Father, I pray that it will not be. That your Holy Spirit will be ministering to each one of us as we listen. Father, I bless you. I exalt you and magnify you. Thank you, Lord, uh, that we are here. I pray, Lord, for a stable network that will not have any interruptions. Lord, Father, you have been faithful and we pray that you continue to be faithful. We exalt you. We magnify you. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, Thank you, Maureen. As you share, as you said, our topic today is Christ the First to Proclaim Light. That comes from Acts chapter 26, verse 22 and 23. I first of all want to thank uh, the cathedral management for an opportunity for me to share. I always grab. Opportunities to talk about Christ because He means a lot to me. He is my all in all. And so an opportunity to talk about Him is a, is a privilege, and I, I thank God for this privilege. Uh the, the chapter that's for in one of the versions, the ESV, and then I'll also read another just a bit of it. Uh, it says Acts chapter 26. I'll read from verse 19. Um, no, I'll read from verse 12 where Paul talks about his conversion because that's the context of of this of the verses that we've been given. Paul says, In this connection I journeyed to Damascus with authority and commission of the chief priests. At midday, O king, I, I saw on the way a light from heaven brighter than the sun that shone around me and those who journeyed with me. And when we had fallen, We had all fallen to the ground. I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew language, Soul, soul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the gods. And I said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and witness to the things in which you have seen me. And to those in which I appear to you, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles to whom I'm sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Therefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. But declared first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem, and throughout all the region of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God, performing deeds in keeping with their repentance. For this reason, the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. To this day, I have had the help that comes from God, and so I stand here testifying both to small and great saying nothing but what the prophets and Moses said would come to pass that the Christ must suffer and that by being the first to rise from the dead he would proclaim light both to our people and to the gentiles the word of the lord and the, the, the that was ESV and then uh, the NIV says i will just read verse 22 and 23 NIV but God has helped me to this very day so I stand here and testify to small and great alike I'm saying nothing beyond what the prophets and Moses said would happen that the Messiah would suffer and as the first to rise from the dead would bring the message of the light to his own people and to the Gentiles as I said The context of these uh, these verses, uh, the theme is taken, happens in Caesarea, where Paul was defending himself uh, against the Jews before Agrippa, who was king. Uh, The chief priests and the principal men of the Jews had wanted uh, to eliminate Paul because Paul was preaching that Jesus had risen from the dead. And Paul in verse 8 was seen asking, Why should you consider, why should any of you consider it incredible that God raises the dead? While Paul asserted that Jesus was alive, the Jews found it incredible to believe. And it is in this process that Paul gets the opportunity to tell the story about his conversion and his appointment. We see him saying that he was traveling. And a light came and surrounded him and his companions, and he was given an appointment. He says he was appointed to be a servant, he was appointed to be a witness to the things in which he had seen, and to the other things that he would also see. And uh, Paul had been given a promise at his appointment. He was he was promised that Jesus would deliver him from his from the Jews who would try to kill him. Uh, Jesus also promised that he would deliver him from the Gentiles and who were also um, going to persecute him, yet he was sending the, him to the Gentiles. And uh, Paul was given a job. The job was that he would do this job among his people and among the Gentiles. And this job was that he would open their eyes. He would open the eyes of the Jews. He would open the eyes of the Gentiles that they may turn from darkness to light. They may turn from darkness to light and that they may turn from the power of Satan to God. But once they turn from Satan to God, they would receive forgiveness of sin. They would receive a place among those who are sanctified by faith in Jesus. And his testimony has not changed. It had not changed since he was appointed by Christ. He continued to declare to the Jews and to the Gentiles alike. He testified to those who were far away and those who were nearby. He testified to both those who are small and to those who are great, that what the prophets had said would come to pass, that Christ would suffer, that Christ would rise from the dead and that Christ would proclaim light, both to the Jews and to the Gentiles. So Christ, as it says in our topic, was He was the one who proclaimed light, who proclaimed light to the Jews and to the Gentiles. Uh, Proclamation is an official and public announcement. He made an official uh, announcement of light and as we most of us know, he Jesus said he is the light. so he came and proclaimed the light. And I thought that I would just and uh, talk a little bit about talk about light uh, because this is Christ proclaimed light so what is light? Why, why 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 is light important? Light plays a very important role in life uh, when we and we see it appearing at the very beginning. When you read the Bible, the, the very first book in the Bible, Genesis, talks about, and God said, let there be light. That is in Genesis chapter 1, verse 3 to 5. And uh, when God said, let there be light, it was after that, that he then went on to, to do, to create other things. Because without that light, all those things would not be able to function properly. Without light, there are many, many things That we are not able to do. Light is very important, and one of the most important aspects is that it helps us to see things. Light helps us to see things. As I was preparing this passage, this message, uh, I I went to a place which didn't have any power, and so I thought I'd be done before then, and so. Uh, with time, the sun set, the place became dark. And in The setting of the sun carried with it all the light uh, that had been helping me to see, to look at the paper where I was writing my notes. And however much I wanted to keep working, I couldn't. Uh, all my efforts to continue were futile because I couldn't see anything. It was total darkness. And I thought, wow, what a... An interesting thing to happen as I'm preparing a message about light, but as soon I had, uh, I had, had uh, thank thank God for for phones that have a, have a light. So I just turned on the light, and what a big difference it made! It was like a whole new world had been opened to me. It was not such a big flashy light; it wasn't an electric light, but it was sufficient. It just it made like The darkness just disappeared as soon as I turned on this light. And this world without the light of Christ, as we've said, Christ is the light. Christ is the light of the world. Without Christ, this world is pretty much like that place where I was seated in a very, very dark room. Without Christ... Without the proclamation of the word of God, the world is in total darkness. They are confined to thick darkness. And try as they might. They they may want to see light. They may be tired and sick of being in dark. Many people who haven't found Christ, who haven't found the light of Christ, they really long for the light they long to see light even if you're in a dark place most of us actually don't like being in dark places i have a friend who can't even walk if it's dark alone even from just a very short distance she's so so terrified by the darkness there are people many people who are living in who are terrified they are living terrified lives they are living in darkness And try as they might, they cannot get themselves out of darkness. Like, I couldn't without, like, if if whatever I could have done, I could not have gotten light. Like, my body itself or the room I was in did not have light. It was until I switched on a light that I was able to see. Try as people who are, try as they might, these people who are living in darkness, they cannot see light. And it is no wonder that that they do things that we sometimes ask ourselves, how can somebody do this? How can they do something wicked? It is because they are unable to see. They are living in total darkness. They cannot help themselves. They cannot see. They live in darkness. And it is only Christ's light. It's only the proclamation of the light of Christ that who, that can help a, a worldly person, that can help a person who has lived in sin, who has lived in darkness, who has never had the message of salvation shared to them because the message of salvation brings light. That is the only way that, that helps them to see that they they can know how to get out of it that dark that they are when one is blind they are limited in some of the things we 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 know that people who are disabled they they are still able to do a lot of things but if you're dark if if you're blind if your eyes are are closed it's there are things that you can't do whether you you like it or not there are things you can't see if you Try as you may. Yes, thankfully, these days with technology, people are able to use Braille. People are able to use many things, and they are able things in spite of being blind. But there is in this world, in darkness, without light. And the world tells us that Jesus told his disciples in John, uh, the Word of God, sorry, the Word of God tells us that Jesus told his disciples in John chapter 8, verse 12. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I am the light of the world. Jesus proclaimed the light, but he is the light. He didn't only proclaim, he came and walked and and, and was the, and is the light and he shown the light to us and he says whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life we who know christ who have followed christ we have the light of life we know we we do not walk in darkness but those who are not yet darkness and uh, in as i as i read this verse they will whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life. Jesus is the light, but not just the light, but light of life. You can have light, any light. There are so many lights, these natural lights, but Jesus is the light of life. And he proclaims himself as the light of life. So life helps uh, uh, for those who have studied biology and science. Life gives life and it helps them to grow, to make food. It ha- If you don't have light, similarly for us Christians. light. without the light of Christ, we cannot grow. We cannot make the food. We don't have the food that we need to grow. And people will gravitate towards light because without the light of life, they are in darkness. They have no idea what life is about. People that do not have the light of Christ. Light helps us. It Jesus called himself the light of the world. He was claiming that there are no other lights. He alone is light. It is not only everyone on earth. And so we, we whatever he was saying, does not magical claiming oh just uh, for themselves Christians, you you're following a foreign a foreign God. We and these days, especially in Uganda, there there's been a rise in these traditional and cultural things. Um, culture beliefs and people believing in these uh, the gods of, of of their ancestors because they are claiming oh this was a foreign god it's not but jesus is very clear that he is the light and he's not just the light to the jews he's a light to everyone on earth he's a light to jews he's a light to ugandan he's a light to amyakola he's a light to uh, uh, uh naturally he's a light to to a uh, 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 person from Karamoja is a light to everybody. He is not light for only the Jews and that's what it also says in that verse 22 that uh, is a thin verse that he came to pro- proclaim the light to the Jews and to the Gentiles. He's a light to everyone on earth. He says I am the only light for everyone on this planet and so we have no basis to stand to say oh he's uh, is is jewish is not is uh, this religion that was brought this uh this talk that this religion that was brought by the <coughs> colonialists and it's not our it's not our religion but it he, he jesus says i am the light i am the light of the life he's the light he is the life he is light to everybody the life the light that gives life to everybody, irrespective of your background, irrespective of your tribe, irrespective of your status. This light is the light for everybody that gives eternal life. His life points to the eternal life that he gives to everybody. And the light of his earthly life shines a light, a light that is pointing to the eternal So without Jesus, there is no light. Without Jesus, there is no life. Without the proclamation of Jesus, there is no light. When Jesus resurrected from the dead, he was the first to proclaim light to both Jews and the Gentiles. We read in Luke, when Jesus was born and he was taken to the temple uh, for, for the traditions that they are supposed to do, He met, uh, his parents met Simeon, the righteous and devout man, as we read in Luke chapter 2, verse verse 32. And Jesus, uh, uh, Simeon spoke about Jesus as being the light for the revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of God's people, Israel. And so Jesus makes a claim to everybody, not just to the Jews, but to everyone on earth. And elsewhere, we read that Jesus was given us as, as a light for the nations in Isaiah 42, verse 6. And also when you read Isaiah 42, the, the, the resurrected Jesus is the light to the world. The resurrection of Jesus is a proclamation that Jesus is the light to the world. It points to God's goodness, God's grace god's power the life of jesus proclaimed light to the world and now that there is light we have light there is that light cannot be overcome by darkness praise the lord many of us there are many things here on earth that promise us life they point us towards life irrespective of who you are whether you are a woman or man whether you're a christian a believer or unbeliever, there are many things here on earth that promise life. We think that there is real life somewhere. Uh, and, and in fact, some people sometimes can read it to Christians as if what we have is not real life. Things like jobs, things like money. Uh, it's like real life is there somewhere that is very separated from the life that Christ has uh, is given when we are sold these things we are promised better life you think that if i had a job if i had a car if i had lots of money my life would be different i would have life i would have i'd be able to enjoy life but it, the truth is that only the life that Christ offers the life Uh, that comes from the light of life, that the light that Christ offers is able to change our life and give us true meaning. All the other things may give us some which is temporary. Life uh, or the world sells us something. But it's Christ, that car life that Jesus offers, as we we, we preach repentance, and when you for, we get we receive forgiveness, you receive righteousness, you receive that the acceptance of God into your life, you receive His love, you receive His power. And all these are granted to us through faith. When we receive these, we are able to live a life that is truly, truly life, because we have light. In in uh, in John chapter eight verse twelve, uh, which we have seen before, Jesus says that those who follow him will not walk in darkness, but they will have the light of the light of life. So what does it mean for Christ to be the first to proclaim light? It means that Christ came and proclaimed light. He proclaimed, "I am the light. I am the light of the world. I give life." And while Jesus came and proclaimed, he has now left this job of proclaiming the light to his followers. He the first to proclaim, he has told us he is life. He has given us the job as Christians to proclaim this light. Like John, we should be filled with the Holy Spirit because John was John said he, he was here to proclaim the light. And he has and Paul was also given the same same appointment to proclaim the light. And it is also our appointment. It is our job it is our role as Christians to be so filled with the Holy Spirit that when people come in contact with us, they want to know what is it is that makes out the light. To proclaim, might live and believe through us. As I said before, there are people that are living in darkness. They are in total and utter darkness. They have no No knowledge of how to live the life, but as we live the lives, as we live lives that are filled with the Holy Spirit, as people look at us and they say they want, they will be attracted to this light, just automatically, as the if you look at a plant that has been growing in a place that is a little bit dark. If there is any light that is coming from any direction, the plant will start growing in the direction where the, the light is coming from. And so we ought to live such light as it says let your life works and glorify your father who is in heaven uh, in matthew chapter 5 we ought to live such lives because we have received the proclamation of 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 light we have received the light of christ in us we ought to live such lives that that those people who are seeking for light will gravitate towards us we cannot live lives that are like we cannot claim to be Christians and live lives that are similar to those that are not that, who are not who have not seen the light you cannot be you cannot claim to have Christ in you Christ who is the light Christ who is the light giver Christ who is the light that gives life and then live lives that are not attractive the lives that are totally Uh, live as though God does not exist. When we live like that, then there is nothing that will attract people to Christ. They will just be moving in ways that they, like they will not see anything that will make them attract. that will make us attractive to Christ. But when we live lives that are so committed and that are fully given over to Christ, then people will who are living in darkness who are yearning for light who are in a, such a place is that uh the, this gravitate towards the light of Christ in us and so we have a role a role to proclaim Christ a role to show that there is something in us that is attractive. There is there is life in us that they do not have. So our lives should be such that there is a distinction between us and those who live in the light. You can't be in a place, you can't claim to be a Christian, you can't claim to be a follower of Christ and be in a dark place and there is no difference. We should be like this, this light of mine that was in my phone. When I turned it on, it made such a difference in where I in that room where I was. When we are in a place, because we have Christ the light in us, we should make such a difference. People should be able to say, There is something about this woman, there is something about this man. There is something that yes, the world will not necessarily love you because you make them. I mean, when people love darkness, they Because they, those who are doing that, they, because when the light comes, it will be difficult for them to continue living their lives that are, uh, are wicked. But there are those who will be so happy to be able to see, to see finally. I see. I can now see. I know what needs to be done. So we need to be a light that shines in a dark place. And as I conclude. I want to conclude by reminding us that we are that we who have followed Christ we have followed the light of the world and we cannot walk in darkness but the lord has appointed us he has given us the role to also go and proclaim the light so that those who are living in darkness may be able to find their way out of the darkness that they live in as it says in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1, which is what I want to conclude on. Arise and shine. Your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. you. have, If you have Christ in you, you have been appointed. Your job is to arise and shine. Shine before men that they may see your good works so that they may give glory. our Father who is in heaven. Let us pray. Our God and our Father, I want to thank you so much for this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for being the light. Thank you for proclaiming the light. And thank you for inviting us to be the light in this world so that we can make people know that there is a better life. There There is something better for them, that they don't have to live in darkness, that they don't have to live in wickedness. Father, you have appointed us to proclaim your word. I pray that you help us, that whenever you give us opportunity, we'll use it to proclaim the light, that people will not live in darkness, that they will see the great light that has come because Jesus came into this world and he died and rose again from the dead. Father, I pray that you will help us that you'll ignite us, O Lord, that you'll ignite our zeal to proclaim the light of God, that people will know that Jesus is alive and that their lives will change. Because Jesus, you are the light of life. People cannot live without you, but there are so many who have been living lives and they are going on without you. Father, I pray that you will help us to have the compassion, the compassion of Christ of bringing many more Out of darkness into the light. We bless you, Lord. We exalt you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Back to you, Maureen.
1: Amen. 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 Thank you, Professor Liz. Uh, Friends, we have heard the word. We have heard the message through our sister, Professor Liz, about Christ, the first to proclaim light. Uh, and she has spoken to us about the way we must live our lives in the light. We are going to respond to this message in prayer, and at the end of it all, we let God be God. We let God's will be done. Hallelujah. <clears throat> uh, friends, some of the prayer points I have written down for us, uh, we can pray through them, is, that we shall have open eyes today to the things of God. That we shall be the light of the world today as we go about our businesses today, our jobs uh, about children, that we shall be the light of the world today. That then we shall live in faith and by faith. We shall we ask the Spirit to we ask God to fill us with the Holy Spirit but also that we shall live distinctive lives, lives that are worthy of our Lord, but also walk in the light. I do not know what you have noted down. For me, that is what I have noted down. And so we are going to pray through these things and let God be good. Father, we thank you for the message we have received this morning. We thank you for the word that you've given us through your servant, Professor Liz about being the light, the light in the dark world. We thank you that you brought the message in such a season when things seem to be going wrong and we seem to be accepting them. We thank you for the message, Lord. We thank you for the reminder about our light shining in darkness for you, are light. Heavenly Father, this day we ask that you shall open our eyes to the things that please you this day, that wherever we are, Lord, we ask for open eyes, Lord. Open our eyes to the things of God. Open our eyes to the things that bring glory to your name and give us the grace to do the things that would bring glory to your name. Open our eyes and give us the grace, Lord, to do those things, to act your word, to live in your word, my master. Father, we ask, that you open our eyes to those things, open our eyes to those things this day, wherever we shall be, wherever we shall be, in our places of work, in our businesses, even as we move on the road, whatever we shall be doing, Lord. Father, open our eyes to you, open our eyes to the things that will bring glory and honor to your name this day. That even then, that we shall be the light, the light in this dark world. That even even when darkness presents itself, that we shall shine and shine brighter. That we shall shine, Lord, in your name for your glory, King of kings. Because your word says that the light shines in darkness. That we shall shine, Lord. We shall shine and shine brighter. For your glory, my master, for your glory, King of kings. Lord, in this world, we are faced with so many things, so many things, so many things that actually are not of you. But Lord, we ask that you fill us with that light, fill us with the zeal, fill us with the confidence that we shall be that light that you saw, that you want us to shine and we shall shine bright in your name. Father, have your way in us, have your way, that we shall live lives of faith. Because we know that faith is being sure of what we hope for and and certain of what we do not see, that even then, even when things do not make sense, that we shall have faith in you, we shall have hope in you, that our trust is in you, our deep confidence is in you alone, Father, Fill us with your Holy Spirit, my Master, this day. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, King of Kings. Fill us, if there is any void with any of us, Lord, fill that void with you. Fill that void with you. Father, for all of us, Lord, we ask for a refilling of the Spirit. We ask for a refilling of your Spirit, my Lord, that as we move out, even for those that have moved out, we are moving out in power. We are moving out in faith. We are moving out in your spirit, Lord, that, Father, everything that we shall lay our hands on shall be a blessing to others, shall be a blessing to others that our lights will shine and shine brighter and shine brighter for you, Lord, for you, our King, for you, our Redeemer. And, Father, help us to walk in that light. Help us to walk in your light, King of Kings. Help us to walk in obedience, Lord. Help us to walk in faith, knowing that you are leaving us. Your word says that never, that you'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us, that you are with us in all seasons, in all times, in all places, that even when we are being treated badly, the Lord, that our light will still shine and shine on in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, as we pray, amen.